Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. And we're going to talk about renewing the mind. Because our outward behavior never changes unless we change our inward thought life, our, our minds. So if you've got your Bibles, we're going to pick it up from verse 5. Romans 8 verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. For those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So... Other translations say, those who walk according to the flesh, it's because we have a mindset that's set on the flesh. That's really what it's saying. The reason why we walk after the flesh is our mind is set about the things of the flesh. If you're going to walk in the Spirit, you have to have your mind set on the things of the Spirit. Simple. This is going to be the most simplest teaching, but should powerfully change our life. And actually not just once off, but ongoingly. Like every single one of us, have to have our minds renewed every single day. Our thoughts have to be renewed. And so for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Have you ever tried to change a habit and, and haven't succeeded because you didn't change your inward world? You didn't change your inward, the thoughts of your mind. If you're going to change your outward behavior, you have to change the inward thoughts of your mind because that's what's powering that. That's why it says for those who live, a, live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. For those who live according to the Spirit, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And we've been talking about walking in the spirit of holiness and how we're empowered by God's love, God's grace, a relationship with God. It's only when you know that you're um, no longer connected to the law. We're, we're not married to the law. We died to the law. We have no relationship with the law at all. Because we've been, uh, we died to the Lord through the body of Christ, through baptism, the Bible says that. And we've been now um, married to the resurrected Lord. We're married to Him. So He's the one who speaks to us. If I mess up, I talk to Him. I don't deal with the law. I talk to Him. Relationship, love relationship. So when you understand this, it, you can hear it. I, I just want to touch this a little bit. You can hear what we're saying that, wow, no matter what we do, we always got we always got grace. And that's true, isn't it? It's true. But yet Paul emphasizes in the book of Romans the dangers of sin. That's why he keeps talking about carnally minded people. Uh, it says here, for to be carnally minded, it's another way of saying if you, your mindset is on the flesh and you're following the things of the flesh, is death. I mean, it's pretty bad. Death is death. No one wants death. Hopefully, if, if, if I say, who wants death? No one's going to put their hand up. If I say, who wants life? You should all put your hands up. Yes, we want life. So in other words, he's trying to show us, remind us to, and, and emphasize that sin is still dangerous to a believer. Don't think I can get away with it. Because if you, if you live a lifestyle of sin, the wages are still death. You still, you know, like if, uh, it's hard to explain. I have to always use an, an ex extreme example. But if uh, you lose your temper and hit somebody, the bruise is going to be there. You can ask God to forgive you. He forgives you. There's still a bruise. If you mess up and make someone pregnant, you can ask God to forgive you. If you truly repent, he'll forgive you. The woman's still pregnant. There's still consequences to our sin. 
So, you know, I'm trying to show us that, yes, we're totally free from the law. Yes, we're totally, and we've got a relationship with God. But I want to fear God to the point where I hate evil. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but it's also the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And we need to hate evil for the same reasons God hates evil. So many Christians, and I know I've been there too, that I want, I want to press into God because I want to be anointed. It's like another way, another way of saying, I want to press into God so I can be successful as a Christian or as a pastor. So I press into God because I want to be successful. I mean, who wouldn't? That's, there's, some, there's some godly motivation there because you know, no one wants to lose. No one wants to fail. God created us to win. But ultimately, I want to get to the place where, Father, I want to not sin and I want to be anointed because I want to please you. That's the right motivation. But don't let the devil cripple you with, oh, I've got some wrong motivations so that you don't. Just, just keep going towards God. We've all got wrong motivations. Keep going towards God. God will fix the motivations constantly. He'll, he'll deal with that, all right? I, I, I really love to stay here and just talk about the emphasis. I'd love to emphasize the, the, the dangers of sin because Paul talks about it. I believe he even, he even talks about, um, you know, putting... So then those who live, uh, sorry, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I mean, no one, no one wants to not please God. We want to please God. But we, if we live a lifestyle of living in the flesh, you're not pleasing God. But you are not in the flesh, he says. You're not in the flesh, you're in the spirit. We're supposed to be walking in the spirit. The spirit is supposed to make his home in us. That's the word. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, that word is to make his home in you. And only you can answer this. And that's why we're talking about renewing the mind because you can't just make a decision. You can't just, that's it, I'm going to live holy for the rest of my life. That decision won't last if your mind doesn't get renewed. All right. And look at it, verse 12 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are debtors. Debtors means you owe something. We're indebted to this. And I think we, and it's, when I looked it up, it says you're, you owe something. And who do we owe? I think we owe God. I think we're in debt to God to not, and we're in debt to ourselves, not to, uh, to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. He's trying to remind us, guys, as believers, if you live in the flesh, you will die. Death to the presence of God. Death to the joy of God. Death to the peace of God. No one wants to walk without peace. You don't know how beautiful peace is until you lose peace. And losing peace means you lose your mind. Constant stress, constant worry, constant fear is not a nice place. It's captivity. But if by the Spirit, relationship with the Spirit, connection to the Spirit, in love with the Spirit, He's filling you up and you're obeying Him because of love. You put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. He's trying to show you the emphasis of the dangers of sin. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So I'm talking about renewing the mind. I'm really going to dive into how do we actually renew the mind? This is so vital. The first point, I actually went before God and said, God, I can, you know, it's, I can be inspired, and I do get inspired by a lot of teachers. I, go, I want to listen to the best preachers in the world about renewing the mind. But you know what? Sometimes the best thing to do is go before the Holy Spirit and say, God, how do we teach your people? Because I know you. God knows you. He knows the congregation I'm called to shepherd. I know the mindsets some of you are struggling with, some of the mindsets I'm struggling with. I know you, you, God knows you, you know me, so we get one big happy family, all right? <laughs> Number one thing that I realize, that I believe we need to do to renew our mind is to actually understand, and when I say understand, that you really, really understand this. 
Understand your need to renew your mind. If you don't understand this, you're not even... So this is, this is when motivation gets kicked in. Motivation won't come to you if you don't even know or believe you actually need to renew your mind. Desperately need to renew your mind. And you'll never have an outward change of your life, an outward behavioral change unless you renew your mind. Every outward behavior changes from the inward thinking. You know, people that don't know Christ have worked that out. And so they'll tap into the mind and the importance of the mind. There's so much teaching out there because it's the way God created us. Nothing's wrong with the teaching because God taught us that way. What they're lacking is a motivation of love. To do it out of love for God is the key. So until you and I actually understand our desperate need or our need to renew our mind, motivation won't kick in and desire won't kick in. So you won't be motivated to renew your mind and you won't, you won't have a desire to renew your mind. And if you don't have a desire to renew your mind as a human being and as a believer, guess what? You won't renew your mind. You don't think you need what? You don't think you need to. So my first most important point that I can get, try to get across is the fact that we desperately need to renew our thinking. Your, your life is programmed by your mind. Programmed by your thinking. If I say, I, I'm so hopeless with remembering names. I never remember names. I'm good at faces, but I'm not good at names. What am I doing? My, I'm, that's my program. My program in speaking, and I'm speaking out that I'm not good at remembering names. So guess what? I won't be good at remembering names. Because I'm programming my life by my speaking and by what I'm believing. But what I'm believing, I end up speaking, don't I? The Bible says, as I believe, therefore I have spoken. So if that's what I believe, I'm speaking it out. That's my program. So I'm living up to the program on my brain. My brain says I'm hopeless at remembering names. So guess what? I'm not going to be good at remembering names. Because, you know, the neurosurgeons and, and people that have opened up the brain and operate on the brain, we've got so much science and technology these days, we understand so much more about the brain. And the brain is connected to all the nervous systems of the brain, all the nervous system of the body is connected, goes into the, guess what part of the brain, part, the brain's part of your part of the brain is the speech center of the brain. It's like a central station. All the trains go out and disperse, but it's all connected to central station. There's a central part of your brain that's got a speech center. That's what connects to all the nervous system of your body. It's a command center, comes from your speech. It's the way we're, we're wired. We didn't need the scientists of the 21st century to understand that. We just needed James chapter 3. We just needed Proverbs 18 verse 21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. James says uh, about the bridle of the tongue. Be, you know, learn to bridle this tongue because it's like a little bit in a horse's mouth. And it's a little bit, it's a little tongue. And you can turn the whole horse just from the little bit on its tongue. And it's like a, a ship and a great, uh, a great ship. How big a great ship can be moved by a little rudder. And the captain can steer the ship anywhere he wants to just from a little rudder. So is the tongue among our members. What's it saying? Your tongue is steering your life. If we don't renew our thinking, our speaking keeps coming out the wrong way. Our thinking has to be changed so I can speak and my, the program comes from God's Word. Programming system. I can go on if I say things like, I'm, my, I'm hopeless, my memory, not just by names, I just got a bad memory. What am I saying? That's my, that's my software. What's downloaded in my hard drive of my brain is what's playing. And that's, that's what's directing my life. Some people say, as far as saying, I'm stupid, I'm dumb. Man, I always make mistakes. I'm so hopeless. Don't self-sabotage yourself 
So if you believe that about yourself, that is not the true picture of how God sees you. That is not reality. That's not truth. It's not based on truth. It's based on what's happened in the past, yeah? Maybe you've been abused, maybe you've been neglected, maybe you've re- re- rejected, maybe you've had a lot of words spoken over you that's negative by, your, by parents, by loved ones, by older ones, by people you looked up to. It doesn't matter who it is, just someone you looked up to, friends, just spoke bad things over you. And if they, those seeds have been planted and you believe it, you feel like, I'm unworthy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm useless. I don't deserve to be loved. So when love comes your way, you push them away because you don't think you even deserve it. Program again, the mind. Just see how important we all need to re- re- reprogram our thinking? According to God's word. I, I said this last week, but I, I really believe the caterpillar is a beautiful picture that God said, I'm going to put on the earth just a picture to show people about um, the born again experience. And the fact that a caterpillar goes into a cocoon and it has to metamorphose and it's transformed. That's the word we get, transformed. The caterpillar has to be cocooned and it's changing inwardly, completely. And it comes out to be a beautiful butterfly. An ugly looking, hairy, creepy looking caterpillar is a beautiful butterfly. Same creature. Beautiful, free, flying butterfly. Instead of earthbound. Who, who likes to be upgraded in, um, you know, like phones? Are you, used, are you guys used to upgrades now? Apps been upgraded, phones been upgraded. Uh, every so often, you, your phone needs to upgrade. Your iWatch needs to upgrade, and I don't know. And even Facebook. Remember when you first, especially back in the day? Just, I think, I think, I think something's changing because when we do something enough, we start to see the importance of it. But in the past, when Facebook, you got used to it. It's convenient. I know how to use Facebook. It's so easy. It's just... It's, I can, now it's upgrade. Everything changes. Oh, my goodness. I have to learn all over again. And you get frustrated. You, know, you almost don't want an upgrade because you think, I have to relearn how to work it all out. It was so easy. Autopilot. I'm just autopiloting. I'm just, I, can, I can work. Now it's different. Now it's, it's not by habit. You know, like even the phone. All of a sudden, it's places are everywhere else. It used to be here. Now it's there because it's been upgraded. But upgrades are good. I don't know if you know that the importance, if we don't get upgraded, we'd be still, we wouldn't have a phone if we weren't getting upgraded, you know what I mean? We'd still have the old Nokias and, uh, I'm thinking of something else, what's the other one? Um, Motorola, that's something else. Blackberries, the Blackberries. If we didn't upgrade, we would, we'd still have those phones. Oh, we still have the bricks. Who remembers the bricks? I used to carry something here. I remember the tradies had a massive thing and a phone that was connected. If we didn't upgrade. When my parents bought a video camera, it, had, it was this big. And the camera was on your shoulder. And we thought we were good because it's mobile. We're, we're moving with this thing. And if we didn't have upgrades, we wouldn't be able to HD 4K on this. So when you realize the importance of upgrade, I'm happy to be inconvenient. Inconvenienced. I'm happy to break out of my comfort zone because I'm so used to autopiloting. I just want to autopilot. And that's what we do with our life. I'm telling you, we do this. We're so used to life. We, we deal with it the way we want to. This is what I do. It's my tradition. It's my rut. It's my duty as how I do things. And we don't want to better ourselves. We don't want to upgrade. What a renewed mind is upgrading all the time. The word renovate. If you turn to Romans 12, we, re- we read this about the mindset that's set on the flesh will follow the flesh. A 
A mindset set on the Spirit will follow the Spirit. I have to change my mindset if I want to walk in the Spirit and be holy. Romans 12, what does Paul say? I beseech you, I beg you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you and I present our bodies a living sacrifice. That is in, uh, in the same flow and same teaching as by the Spirit, you put the death, the deeds of the body. So you, you bring your body as a living sacrifice. My flesh doesn't want to do it. You bring it to God. It starts with this putting to death the deeds of the body. Present your body holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I love that. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world. We don't want to be conformed to this world. This world's going down the drain really quick. Hey? We don't want to be conformed like them. We should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How are we supposed to be transformed? We're not supposed to be conformed, but we're supposed to be transformed. The word transformed is that word we spoke about, metamorphosed. We have to go for a metamorphosed experience, and I believe it's everyday experience. Everyday renewing our thinking. The word is by the renewing of your mind. You look up that word renew, it literally means to renovate. So if you renovate, you have to pull down to put up. When you renovate a house, you pull down the old gyprock. You should have seen this place before we got to it. We had to pull down walls and re reestablish walls. We, you know, you pull down something and you reestablish. You get rid of the old gyprock and you put on the new. Or get rid of the old wood and you put on new panel. But you've got to get rid of old to get the new in. That's the same thinking in our, in our minds. You get rid of old thinking to put on the new thinking. We have to know that. It's, it's, important, it's so important that we've got to realize we've got to get rid of the old to put on the new. Because it's renewing our thinking. You know that the eagle, Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord, that's us, we're waiting on the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. An eagle transforms itself regularly every year. It, it, it molts. It molts and loses old feathers. And as He's able to fly. You know this, I've, I've taught it too, but it's actually not true about it. It, it, it breaking its beak and it rips its own feathers out for 40 days and fast. Apparently, it's not exactly correct, but it does molt. It does lose, lose old feathers and it does grow new feathers. And that is still a renewing of the eagle. The eagle does renew itself that way, but it's continually as he hunts, as he flies, as he lives life, he's renewing his feathers it's an automatic thing. The old that he doesn't need falls off and the new comes up. He's got like 7,000 feathers in his body. Magnificent creature that God created. And he says, just like the eagle is renewed in its strength through losing the old and putting on the new, so is the one who waits on the Lord. The, the waiting part is like an exchange. I exchange myself to you and he fills me with himself. I give him my thoughts that are based on lies. This is the renewing part now. And I've got to reestablish and put into my mind the truth that's based on His Word. Amen. Amen. So hopefully I've convinced you the importance of you and I need renewing of the mind. We absolutely need to renew the mind. And I want to be as hungry today to renew my mind as I was when I first became a Christian 30-something years ago. I was pretty hungry. Very hungry. I mean, I was so hungry, I, I devoured Bibles. I, I wore Bibles out in two or three years. I had to get a new Bible fall apart to, and, and not to mention the stuff anyway all the things that I did I, I just I had to renew my thinking I had to I think God I have to renew my thinking so I would get auto 
tape recorders. Remember those things, guys? And you press auto. This is, this is advanced. This is an advanced upgrade. It used to, once it stopped, you have to stop it and take it out and turn it around and put it in. But now it's auto reverse. Whoa! Breakthrough upgrade. I can leave it in there, just plays all night long. So I put the Word of God in. I put, my, I put preaching in there. I put the Bible in there. I'd sleep to it. I'd wake up in the morning, have breakfast in the, lounge, in the kitchen. I had another tape recorder. In the bathroom, another tape recorder. I'd shave, shower, put the Word of God in, preaching. My, my notes, I would study the Word of God, put it on tape, put my Word on tape from the Scriptures, from the study, and hear it over and over and over. Why? Wow, I'm reprogramming my thinking. That's pretty hungry. Now, I don't know if I need, I don't believe I need to do that like I needed back then. I needed it then. Some of you needed that. You need that because you've got to lay the foundation down. But I've got a foundation. I know what I need to do. Some people need to do that just to get the foundation in. All right. Are you with me that you need to renew your mind? Got 10 minutes to go. That's my first point. Number two. Number two is believe you can renew your mind. This is really important. You, 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 why I'm taking time for this? Because a lot of believers fall into the um, unbelief that they can't renew anymore. If you've hit a ceiling, you're not growing as much as you used to, you don't believe you can renew your mind anymore. If you're not growing as much as you used to, you actually suck into the belief that you're not, you're not able to renew your mind. It's a lie because every single person can renew their mind. Every person can. But the power, the switch to actually turn on where your mind gets renewed is your faith in it. If your faith is not active, your mind won't get renewed. I'm telling you now. Because it's not information that renews your mind. You can memorize a scripture and that won't renew your mind. It's good for you. Get the information in. But all it is is information. Renewing the mind's different than just information in your brain. I'll, I'll tell you why in a moment. You following me? So I'm not saying don't memorize the scripture. Memorize it. Get it into you. But I can know all, oh, I'm going ahead of myself, but I can know all the scriptures on forgiveness. I can quote it to you. I can read it, say it verbatim by memory. But it, when, I'm de- when I'm betrayed, when I'm hurt by someone, when someone backstabs me, when someone hurts me deeply, if I don't choose to forgive, I can know all the scriptures in the world. My mind won't get renewed to another degree. Now, I've, I've forgiven someone when I first got to church. Something big happened to me, a spiritual thing happened to me, and I was sharing it to one of my close friends, and he ignored me, got up and left, and I got hurt. Didn't want to listen to my story. But I knew how to forgive him. But who knows I've been hurt many, many times after that, and you have too. How many times have I been hurt? Thousands of times. You have too. But now I can tell you some stories that is why my, my, war, my war stories, my war, the, the, the scars and battle wounds, pretty bad. Some of it. I had to renew my mind back then to forgive because I never could forgive before Christ. But now things have happened to me that I had to renew my mind deeper, deeper level of degree, exercise more faith, exercise more love to forgive someone. Does that make sense? It's a process that will never change. And never grow. You never stop growing. You don't say, oh, well, I've renewed my mind in that area. No, you just get deeper level, closer to God. Amen. So you must believe that you can renew your mind. Peter's transformation. Imagine Peter who denies Jesus because of a servant girl, challenges him in front of everybody. He goes, no, no, I don't even know about I don't even know Jesus. Jesus was in the room. 
And one, t- one translation says Jesus turned around and looked at him. And Je- when he looked at Peter, he got up, he ran off. He fell down and wept and wept and wept. Didn't have the guts to stand up for his Lord at that point. Fifty days later, he stands up in front of thousands of people and preaches Jesus to them and says, You crucified the Lord Christ. That's a change. Something happened. I know he got filled with the Holy Spirit, but his mind had to get renewed to some degree. So we know we can change. I mean, you've got to believe you can renew your thinking. And actually, you are changing. It's just hard to see from yesterday. It's easier to see from a month ago and even easier to see from six months ago. Think about six months ago. You think, well, I think I've, I've changed. Or a year ago. It's even easier. The, the, when you first become a Christian, I look back one, one week ago. Man, I've changed a lot. I could see that when I first became a Christian. And a month ago, you know, and then two months ago. But now, to look back one month, I can't see that I'm growing much. But if I look back six months or three months, I should look back and go, wow, I've grown a lot. And it's true. We can renew our thinking. My mind was so weak. I told this story before. My mind was so weak when I first became a Christian that I'm in a car with the girl at the time that I was in relationship with. I'm in the car in front of the canal full of water, full of water, raging with water actually, and I had a thought. What happens if the devil makes you turn on the car and throw you into the car? Now, it takes a weak mind to believe that that's possible. I have to believe lies. I have to believe the devil has the power to make me do it. I have to believe the devil, if he, he, he suggests it, that means he must have the power to make me. It believes all these wrong truths, lies, lies, lies. I believe the wrong stuff for, for me to panic. Because I started thinking, what should I do? Should I get rid of the keys and put it on the dashboard? I'm thinking this now. Maybe I should because what happens if I, he tells me to do it and I, and I act on it and, and I started fearing. I, I lost my mind. I mean, <laughs> and I literally took the keys out, put it on the dashboard. And <laughs> she goes, what's wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I li- my brain was going. <laughs> I lost my mind full of fear. I had a fear panic attack. One of the first, probably the only one, one or two I had like that. And she goes, what's wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Just pray. Just pray. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. That's what I was doing. 30 years later, it's impossible for that to happen to me. I'm just trying to show us we can all renew our thinking. And your mind, your mind is being renewed daily. It takes faith, though. Faith is what is the, if I can say this, it's what makes it stick. Faith makes it stick. Without faith, which comes out of love, because God said this to me. God spoke something to me. It's a revelation. I take that on board, and that's what makes it stick into my mind, and it gets renewed to that level. Then when I get betrayed again, I forgive deeper. When I get betrayed even greater depth, I forgive deeper. But I have to make a choice. I always have to make a choice to decide to forgive. So do you believe that? Take that on board, please. Mark 9 says, all things are possible to them who believe. All things. All things mean all things. If you think, I don't know, Lee, if I can change my mind. I've tried, I don't know if I can change it. All things are possible to them who believe. All things. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. What are you saying that limits you from changing? Because if you believe you can't, and you start saying you can't, guess what? You've limited yourself before God. Because God gave you the free will. You're following? Number three, see if we can get this done. This point. Uh, make a deep quality decision to do, 
to practice, to live out the revelation you receive from your love relationship with Him. Make a deep quality decision to do the revelation you're receiving from Him. I wrote down, just so everyone remembers, just do it. This part is just practice what you're receiving. God's going to give you revelation, but you've got to be committed to it. Some people are stuck here as believers. I'm telling you now, some people in our church have been stuck here for some time. In other words, they hearing, what does James say? They, they, They look at themselves in the mirror. They behold themselves in the perfect law of liberty, who they look like. When you look in the mirror of the Word of God, who do you look like? Christ, you look like Jesus, because that's, that's the mirror of the Word of God. It reflects Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So look, and then but when, if you're not a doer of the Word, remember I said you have to commit to doing? If you're not a doer of the Word, you walk away, you forget what manner of man is in the mirror. You forget, you forget what manner of man he was. You walk away, you forget. So, and, and it says, and because you're not a doer of the Word, you deceive yourself. Deceiving yourself means you don't even need the devil to deceive you. You're doing such a good job. He just says, ah, demons, leave this one alone. <laughs> he's not even doing it, so he's deceiving himself. Fine. Just let him think he's okay. I don't know if they do that. I'm just, I'm just adding that. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7 says, "Ever talking about people that don't have the truth and don't live in the truth, don't renew their mind. Ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning, how do you keep learning, 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 but never come to the knowledge of the truth? You gotta be, you're learning and learning because you're forgetting. You're learning, you're forgetting, you're learning what you've learned, and you're forgetting because you're not doing it. So you're learning, but then you forget, so you have to learn again. Ever learning, never come to the knowledge of the truth because you look in the mirror of the Word of God, you don't practice it, so therefore you walk away and you forget. Why do you have to learn again? Because you forgot what you were. It's very important that we do. We say, okay, if I get truth from the Word, if I get revelation, I've got to commit to doing it. And that's that part about the forgiveness thing. If you choose not to forgive, you'll hit a ceiling in the area of loving people unconditionally and forgiving. It's true, true of generosity. We get revelation about generosity, about giving, about bringing the tithe, about giving above that, about just being generous in lifestyle. We learn it. I can know every single scripture about generosity. I can know everything. But until I actually practice it, This is what happens. When we practice generosity, you see it work. This is the faith part. Because you hear God, it's all about relationship. You hear God say something. First time I ever gave, uh, um, one of the first times that I saw it work was uh, the Lord said to me, give $15. I had $15 in my pocket. I wasn't working at the time and $15 for the whole week. And I finished church and the the Lord spoke to me and says, give your money to that guy there. And and I knew he wasn't working and, and, and he needed it more than me. And I'm fighting God. I'm saying, oh God, but... But what about this and what about that? And the Lord says, do you believe my scripture? I say, yes, I believe your scripture. Do you believe given it shall be given unto you? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give to you the same measure you give to others will be measured back to you? Yes, Lord, I believe that. So what are you arguing for? Like he's trying to say to me, if you really believe it, why are you holding back? And I'm, okay, Lord. So Because I'm thinking I need this for petrol. I need this for this week. In my brain, I'm thinking I need, I need, I need for what I need. And so the Lord said, just give. And I just gave. And I dropped off. I always drop people off all the time. After church, I was the driver of this van called the happy van we'd fill it up with people and i'd drop them all it took me two hours to drop everyone off but i'd drop everyone off and so you know one person says can i can i lift to bird yeah sure i'm on the way there so go to bird this person just drops this is like 10 minutes later this person 15 minutes later this person drops 25 dollars to me i just gave 15 25 dollars 15 minutes later <gasps> god it works see that part 
of my brain renewed through faith sticks. And the next time I give, next time I give, which I've done many, many, many times, I've seen God come through again so many times. We had to learn this as a married couple. And Christine had to be stretched in it a lot. She knows that and admits it. And I was learning too. That doesn't mean I wasn't learning. We're all learning. But, you know, one time, we have, I mean, our budget is so small, and, and we're, we're going to go to South Africa. And, and I said, let's give $1,000 to the church. She said, what? A thousand? That was stretching her. And she goes, Leah, can we give it 500 this month and 500 next month? I said, yeah, as long as we give, because I felt God say, let's give 1000 So we committed to giving 1000 And then months came, drove close to going to heaven to go to South Africa. Someone says, Christine, can I have a coffee with you? And uh, has a coffee with her down the road in an envelope. Gives her $1,000 cash. So God was showing her, I want you to see that this works. So don't you think it'll go and stick? Because we stretched ourselves and gave and God came through. Now when you see miracle after miracle, it's, it's, a, it's a walk with faith. It's a relationship with God. And it's, it's not just renewing anything. It's renewing what God says to you. Truth comes. Revelation comes. And when you do it, it works. It's not just head knowledge. It's not information. It's, it's doing what you're hearing. Amen. I've run out of time. Praise God. But we have to continue this next week. Because I know we're hungry to renew our thinking, but we just got to know how to do it. Uh. Mm. One person ignored me, didn't listen to my story. It was a bit, it's a bit hard to forgive, but I forgave. That's it's just he's ignored. He's my brother and the Lord, and didn't listen to me. I felt rejected, and I just forgave. Dealt with it. Probably well, how long ago? Many years ago. My my mother got into a relationship, the de facto relationship. The guy was trying to take all my parents' inheritance. When I say trying to take it, he's in the process of stealing it. My mum's fighting cancer tries to get her, it's a long story, but basically convinces her for power of attorney to him. And while she's fighting cancer, sick, and uh, already had convinced to get a, a car for him, already took about $60,000. And then I remember asking, Mom, why are you selling the house for? She's fighting cancer. I mean, she's almost, this is near the end. And she, and the, the guy's convincing her to sell the house. I mean, all I said is, why are you trying to sell the house? And this person got angry got upset he was a bit drunk at that time he's in his 60s and he started getting really angry with me because I'm questioning and he punched me in the face and I thank God I didn't react to me the headlines pastor bashes 60 year old man that's why it doesn't pay to walk in the flesh and so I just said mum see what's happening and then I took, we basically convinced mum to leave come with us we took the power of attorney back because he was trying to take the house into his name and that's what my mum and dad worked all their life that was our inheritance so I had to forgive that person I brought that up only to show you deeper rejection deeper betrayals and so I tried to get a caveat uh, uh, ABO for my mum but I can't because he attacked me not my mum so I, I, I said hello to him I treated him like a human being after that and he was trying to connect to my uncle and all this sort of stuff. And I still approached him like a human being because he's still a human being. 
even though he's deceived to do what he's doing, I've got to detach that from my personal hurt and love anyway. Does that make sense? So next week, we'll continue on how to renew the thinking. We're scraping the surface, but we're getting there. Amen? Next week, we'll talk about cutting out junk food. Right? Junk food. You don't eat healthy food, do you? Who eats healthy food while they're eating junk food? You, you, you. As long as you're filled up with junk food, you don't want to eat healthy food, true? So we've got to get rid of spiritual junk food. Because you get rid of, you say, I don't have an appetite for God. Get rid of the spiritual junk food. Sometimes crash diet's good, but a lifestyle change is probably the best. Amen? We'll leave it at that, but we're going to dive into that next week. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And we pray, Lord, that every single person that's uh, here and every person that's heard on Facebook or social media or on um, podcast, we thank you, Lord, that the Word of God will not return to you void, but it will accomplish what you sent it to do. We pray that you put a deep hunger in our hearts to renew our thinking. Father, we want to be more like Jesus. You have predestined us to be conformed into the image of your Son. So Romans chapter 8 says, predestined us to be conformed into the image of your son Jesus so Father we ask you to keep changing us keep transforming us thought by thought word by word truth by truth renew our thinking Father we put off the old to put on the new we thank you for your goodness Lord we thank you for your grace we thank you for your love change us from the inside out Lord Jesus we commit ourselves to your word ongoingly every day we ask you to help us Lord put a hunger in us be transformed to be renewed in the spirit of our mind that we would be come after the image of the one who created us true righteousness and true holiness we thank you for it in Jesus name amen amen wonderful you've been listening to the GGC Life We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.